You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. It's wonderful to be with you all today. Uh, What a privilege it is to share this Lenten season together with you. I'll be locating with you today and tomorrow uh, in the middle to latter part of Luke's gospel. It's a great place to sort of spend your Lenten time. Uh, Jesus is traveling, right, from coming down the Mount of Transfiguration, and he sets his face like a flint, Luke tells us, to head toward Jerusalem, to head toward his passion, to head toward the cross. And Lent is this season of lengthening given to us, right, to take longer looks at Jesus going to the cross for us. And while he's journeying there, he stops and he talks to the crowds and to the disciples in various ways. And today he stops to talk with us in Luke chapter 12 about our fears. Jesus, as he journeys to the cross, speaks to us about our fears. I'll read from Luke 12, beginning in verses 4 to 7, then on down in verses 22 to 34. Hear the gospel of the Lord. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. You are of more value than many sparrows. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world... Seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
Yesterday was a day for fear, wasn't it? Here in Alabama, in Mississippi, storms raged as they seemed to do in this end of winter, beginning of springtime that we all know so well who live in this part of the world. We wonder, is the storm coming to us? If it does, how hard will it hit us? We're afraid. Uh, Fran and I both flew into Atlanta yesterday, and we're going to drive over, but we didn't last night. We spent the night there for fear of the storms, but we came into Atlanta right with other kinds of fears raging about the violence that had occurred there um, in the Atlanta area. Was it driven by racism or not? Um, How badly um, is our culture broken to have events continue in these ways of this kind of heinous violence? Fear. It's always there, right? Days like yesterday, it pops up more strongly it's always there. It's latent in us all the time. It's, it's primal. You see Adam and Eve in the beginning of things, walking away from God and beginning to live a fearful life. Our children, as young children, right, don't have to be taught to be afraid. They're afraid of all kinds of things, monsters in their closet or under their bed or of eating their vegetables or of, of learning to be toilet trained, right? Fear is everywhere. Teenagers as they grow up, right? Why is it that they like the horror and the slasher? movies so much because it matches, Ed Welch says in his wonderful book, Running Scared, the latent feelings they have about life as they are emerging into adulthood. The world is a scary place. How about us who are now older in the beginning of adulthood, in the middle and the latter stages of adulthood? What are we afraid of? Loneliness, abandonment, emptiness, despair, sickness, death. Fear is always here. Jesus talks about fear in this passage, right? He sort of summarizes all of our fears and sort of sorts them into one of two categories, right? There is the fear of too much bad, the fear of harm, the fear of death even. Too much bad, they're going to come after me, these forces out there. Specifically, right, Jesus is talking about those who may come after us because we are following him, because we are faithful to walk after him in the way of the cross. But there can be all kinds of too much bad in our lives. Direct oppression for being a Christian and otherwise. And Jesus says, you're going to struggle with these kinds of fears of too much bad or too little good, right? Not enough. Deprivation. Want. And he says to us in the middle of those Don't be afraid. But that's where the problem gets a little more complicated of fear, doesn't it? And we in the church have have not helped here in the ways that we ought. Sometimes all you hear from the church is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. One of my friends who's beginning a new ministry of recovery for those who have suffered significant trauma in their lives uh, has said, Paul, And he's a beautiful Christian. But he says, Paul, I feel like what I've gotten from the church so often is just that. Don't be afraid. You're telling me to sort of paper over the chasms of my fears and anxieties with just sort of this command, don't be afraid. He says, I feel like you want me to do a spiritual bypass over the canyon of my fears. If that's been your experience, I apologize on behalf 
of the church in general if it has. Because Jesus has something more here to say on his way to the cross. And he says, what's the key to moving out of your fears, moving through them, abiding with them, is that you have a greater fear than the sum of all your other fears. He says, you fear God. It's what the psalmists talk about. It's what the wisdom writers talk about. That the beginning of all wisdom, the beginning of all true understanding is fearing the Lord. That if we fear the Lord, the psalmist says, right, we lack no good thing. Jesus puts it very starkly here. I tell you who to be afraid of, not those who can just kill the body, but the one who has the power to cast you into hell. Fear him, I tell you. It's counterintuitive, right? It's like thinking about hitting a golf ball far and straight means we go back and we pull the club far back and inside. It doesn't feel right. It feels counterintuitive. But it's the whole key to gaining power and accuracy and getting on the course where you need to be. In the same way, it can be so counterintuitive for us. But fearing God is the key for us. What does that mean? It means that like children learning not to touch the hot stove or to run out in the street, that we believe that God's boundaries are the right boundaries. But it's so much more because the fear of God is not just this reverence and humility before him. It's an awareness that this God who is over all and controls all has love at his center of his being. And it is love that moves him to come toward us. And it is a love given to us in the person of Jesus and in his walking this road to Jerusalem, to a passion, to suffering, to the cross, to death, to even judgment for us that makes us realize This God whom we fear moves to us with a love that will not let us go. A love that takes him, the God-man, all the way to the cross for us. And see, that's why the fear of the Lord is such good news. Why it can both blow away at times like, a, like an implosion of our other fears or, or more often, right, eat away at our fears and we learn and discover that these other fears don't have to control us, that the good infection, as C.S. Lewis says it long ago, of the gospel can eat away at these other fears by the fear of the Lord that has love as its center. But what's the good news here? The good news here is, is Jesus goes to the cross for us as Jesus suffered right, utter harm and utter deprivation. He does so to take us ultimately away from harm and to give us all good things in himself, even as our earthly fears may be being realized, even when we get the cancer or when COVID won't go away, or when we're put in danger or harm in some way by earthly forces, or we meet deprivation or want, we lack no good thing. 
because the one who went to the cross for us in utter deprivation and utter lack and utter harm, all for us to bring us into the love of God is loving us there, even there, in the places of your fear and will not let you go. Jesus says, what's the good news here? You can know that I'm doing all this, your father is doing all this, to let you know you're a part of his little flock, not a ranch of sheep, but his little flock of sheep that he knows by name and who know his voice and who follows him. Um, he, He says to us, we get to call him father too. He says to us, not, not a hair of your head is not numbered. Even if your life falls to the ground, your hairs are still being numbered by God. He is protecting you and keeping you and loving you through life and beyond death into life eternal with a love that will not let you go. Which then frees you and frees me to be bold now, right? To learn to fear not. To give our best away. To sell our possessions. To give of our time. To give of our treasures. To give of our protection systems. To serve others in the way of the cross. Why? Because we have been given a love that will not let us go. A care and a protection that will sustain us all the way. So we can freely give. We can seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. Knowing that everything else we need will be added to us. What's Lent ultimately about? taking just long looks at Jesus, walking this way of the cross for us, pouring out this love of God to us, showing its height and depth and breadth and width of this love of God to us in Christ Jesus so that we can move beyond our fears into kingdom service so that we can walk by faith with courage in the gospel, the path of the cross ourselves. And how do we do that ultimately? We are learning to provide ourselves. Purses. I like the old language here. Provide for yourself purses, the old King James said. So purses as it were of faith to carry around this treasure of the gospel with you, of God's care, of God's protection, of God's love. In Christ, may the rest of your Lenten season, however you're doing with giving up the margaritas or the chocolates or the TV or whatever, may the rest of your season be a season of sewing a purse to carry around, making space in your heart and mind to carry around this heavenly treasure of Christ crucified for you. Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father,
Thank you for this word today. We are fearful people, not just when tornadoes come or shootings happen, but, but all the time, Lord, we're racked by fear, just the way our first parents, Adam and Eve, were. Come to us, Lord Jesus. Press this gospel of fearing God, of finding love in the cross that sets us free from our fears down deep into our hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, help us today and throughout this season and in all the days ahead to, to, to learn to sow purses by faith that hold this heavenly treasure. Come to us, Lord Jesus. May perfect love cast out all our fears. We pray in your name. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.